0: morning everybody it's time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith and as always this is where we take your questions so if you're not already watching there you can head over to the Buccaneers Facebook page that is where I will find them is in the comment section underneath our live video so we're going to give people a chance to head on over there and ask some of their questions and so let's go ahead and start with uh, some roster moves to announce.
1: Yeah and these haven't yet been announced but they probably will be before practice today. Um, Punter Bradley Pinion is coming off the reserve COVID list and guard Aaron Stinney who is on injured reserve he was placed on the injured reserve on December 1st is returning to practice which is the first step of course towards returning to the active roster so that's good news in both parts the Pinion one it it, will still have to wait and see uh, what his availability is, but because before he went on the COVID list, he had already missed a game due to right hip injury. So we'll see where he is in terms of his recovery from that. Uh, we surely like to get him back in, in the mix. And then uh, Stinney, uh, you know, he proved to be such a great reserve in, in the playoffs, actually started last year in the playoffs and did really well. And, and so it's good to have him back if he gets back on the active roster. So it's good news. It's It's a little slow play stuff, though.
0: Okay. Um, and we had some people asking, and I, I love the the general vibe of this question is, what do you think of Cyril Grayson? And I just love getting to shout this guy out. He's the best. Um, He's and in incredible it. game. He had an incredible couple performances. So tell us just what you think you've seen of him. And is this something that could be sustainable moving forward and not just kind of that flash in the pan couple plays?
1: That's the big question, but the evidence is the, you know, the evidence is pointing upwards. I think there was a point where, uh, Cyril Grayson was a track star who was trying to be an NFL player and was not a receiver, just a very fast guy, and I think he's gotten to the point now where he's an actual NFL receiver, and that's basically exactly what Bruce Arians said after the game. He's like, I'm really glad that he is realizing that he's an NFL player because that's the way we view him now, and Uh, Both him and I think maybe Byron Leftwich both said last week, even before this big game, that he was the most improved player on the roster over the last couple of years. Uh, It's just a it's just a wonderful story. And honestly, a lot of them don't work out this way. We've even had some former track stars on this roster before that we were hoping would become NFL players that that just didn't work out. And it's not going to work out for most of those guys. But somehow Cyril Grayson has done it. And it's it's a wonderful story. we're all enjoying because he's also a really great dude so just to see it happen for him is is great it's it's really exciting
0: yeah and i've loved hearing bruce talk about how he thinks he's the most improved player on this roster from when he first got in here. And and of course he keeps mentioning the blocking too, which isn't even what you know most of us are talking about or appreciating. We're talking about his, you know, game-saving touchdown catches, rightly so. But I mean this staff, you know, they really care about the ability for wide receivers to block. And I think it's so important with Chris Godwin being out for a while to know that there is another guy. It's not just about finding someone else to catch the passes. Chris would have been catching, but somebody else that can try to throw some of those blocks that end up being so important to this whole game plan.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because uh, we saw many times the way that they would use Chris Godwin, not just as when, when lots of times, when teams talk about a receiver being a good blocker, they're just talking about how out in the open field, they try really hard and, when you talk about Chris Godwin being a good blocker, they purposely make him part of the blocking schemes on running plays. And he'll come down in motion and, and end up at the end of the line and, and block like a defensive end. Uh, and he was so good at it. And there's nobody on the roster, Cyril included, who is as good at, as him at that. Uh, but they're, they're doing it with him. They're trying. They're still running some of those plays and he's in there putting his helmet in there. So I would not go so far as to say that he's as good of a blocker as Godwin, but he's certainly willing and he's certainly doing well enough that the Buccaneers are still using those plays.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, All right, we had Deshaun asking um, why you think they've chosen to have Minter step in for Levante and not KJ Britt?
1: Well, I think track record is part of it. You know, Kevin Minter has been with BA since he first came in the league in Arizona. He's got... Starting experience with us over the last few years, and when he's done so, he's he's uh, he's generally held his own. I think he's doing that again. Uh, you know, it's a it's tr- it's the trust factor. Also, I think maybe KJ Britt. While we know from his college tape that he's a really good downhill run stopper, I'm not sure he's a proven pass uh, defender yet. And not to say that he can't do it, just that it's probably not it's probably not something you want to throw him in the mix and find out the hard way that at the moment, he's not ready to defend the pass very well. So I think they just know what they have with Kevin Minter and KJ Brits, more of the unknown.
0: Okay. Um, and I love this. Scotty Martinez has a question for Scott Smith about Scotty Miller. So we're just the Scott, the Scott trifecta here. Um, right. he, he said, do you think they're going to start utilizing him more? Haven't seen much production out of him, even with all the
1: injuries. I wonder if, uh, uh, I wonder if he'll answer back to does Scott Martinez? You said Scott Martinez, right? Mm-hmm. We all get called Scotty. I wonder if he ever gets called scoot or scooter. I get called scooter sometimes by by buddies. Yeah. Um, we
0: know we know that Scotty Miller's been called scooter, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um I just it, it's really hard to predict Scotty getting a lot more playing time right now because even with Chris Godwin going down and and you know some issues with the with the receiving core, he still wasn't really used last week against the Jets, and I got to believe it's just the, the, the other receivers have a different sort of skill set that the Buccaneers are trying to utilize right now. If you think about Scotty's best plays last year when he was very effective in, at certain times of the year, they were deep shots, you know? He's, he's good at getting deep. The way that defenses are playing us this year, it's particularly hard to get a lot of good deep shots. And if that's your bread and butter, you know, I, I'm not sure the Buccaneers are finding a lot of opportunities for that sort of play. And I think that may be part of it. it obviously Scotty's no less talented than he was last year. I just think that the way the Buccaneers are structuring their offense this year, there are some better options for what we're doing, but that's not to say he's not going to have a role moving forward. You know, I, I think we all saw him make some splash plays that were important in the playoffs. And it wouldn't surprise me if that happened again.
0: Okay. Um, Eric had asked about, uh, do you think we're going to have Leonard Fournette down the stretch? And then I wanted to just add to that and just ask what you think about the whole running back situation right now with all the different injuries and who we think could step up in what different ways and just what these injuries could, could mean to the offense.
1: Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it, you know, one week it's all the receivers and the next week it's all the running backs. Um, You know, Leonard Fournette is on IR, and so he could return for the start of the playoffs. I know that is the hope. Um, But now Ronald Jones has an ankle injury, and Keyshawn Vaughn has a ribs injury. These are things we're going to find out a lot more about today. We're coming to before the first practice of the week, so we don't know yet how severe those injuries are. Uh, Bruce Arians didn't really have any sort of prognosis on either player on Monday, and that's the last we've heard about it. So we're, we're going to find out this week. Uh, but if those guys can't go, you're talking about Le'Veon Bell and uh, Kenyon Barner, I guess, and Giovanni Bernard could return from the injury reserve. He's been on there for three weeks now, so he's eligible to return. That's something that could happen, although it didn't happen this morning. So you know, it's very, very thin right now. I think they worked out some players yesterday. You could see them bring bringing somebody in, but it probably wouldn't be a big name. I think the Buccaneers are going to have to claw their way through the final game against Carolina with a very thinned out uh, running back core. But the hope of course is that things will look a lot better by the start of the, of the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. Um, And Cody had asked, do you think the starters will all play this week or how much
1: coach said he's playing to win and he's playing his starters Uh, and what the NFL did as they try to do every year, they reworked the schedule so that nobody knows everybody that, that is wondering what the other team is going to do are all playing at the same time, which is why the Buccaneers got bumped from 1 to 425, so they'd be playing at the same time as the Rams. Because if you know that if the, the Rams have won or lost, which matters to whether or not the Buccaneers can move up to the second seed, if you already know that, then you might that that will influence your decision whether to start your starters, and the NFL wants to see all the games be as good as possible, which means starters playing. So the Buccaneers are going to go into that game not knowing whether they need to win or not, but assuming that they have to try to win in order to win that second seed. And Bruce Herring made it clear that's important to him and that our starters are playing. So unless it's a blowout in one direction or another, or the Rams are getting blown out or blowing out the opposition uh, at the same time, I think you're going to see the starters for the majority of the game.
0: Okay. And then we'll close with this one. Uh, Richard had asked how important we realized um, Shaq and JPP were, um, after missing them this last game and what we thought of the guys stepping up for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, Anthony Nelson is, I think his play is on the, is ascending. And he had the one sack and I thought he had a couple times when he had some pressure. I thought he's looked good, but you are talking about Anthony Nelson and Cam Gill and a, a rookie, Joe tryon Shanka who's had some good moments this year, but still that's an unproven group compared to Shaq and JPP. And yeah, the pressure On Zach Wilson wasn't particularly good, but uh, we'll see it was good against the Panthers two weeks ago, a lot of that came up the middle so maybe we'll have to rely on some of those guys, like will and 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 Vita to get the job done. But yeah it's pretty clear Shaq in particular is so important to our attempts to get uh, pressure on the quarterback and I think it's also pretty clear how important Levante David is, especially to the run defense so hopefully we're getting those guys back when it matters.
0: All right, well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks, as always, for those amazing questions, and we'll be back here next week to talk the start of playoffs. So we'll see you then.